It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. What is going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't already subscribed, it's so easy to do it. What are you waiting for? Just go to the PeteCallenerShow.com, click on subscribe, and then you're subscribed. And then uh, when I say these things at the beginning of each show, you can say, well, he's not talking to me, right? And don't you want that feeling? Um, you can also become a patron just by going to thepetecalendershow.com, same place where you can subscribe. And you uh, go to the top, there's a link up there, you become a patron, you get exclusive content like Eugene, Beth and Al, Kristen, Tavis, Peggy, Eric, Mary, Les, Monica, Catherine, and Nick all did. They became patrons of the program, uh, and they, uh, you know, they help put food on the table and pay my rent so I can keep doing this and giving you quality informative and entertaining content i'm serious like that's what i'm trying to do here okay so uh we had a couple of uh events on the critical race theory front yesterday we've got uh the uh introduction of legislation by some republicans including our uh, north carolina congressman from the charlotte area uh, dan bishop uh he was joined by congressman ted budd who is running for u.s senate as well <clears throat> and uh so that occurred and then about an hour later the north carolina house voted on a resolution that would essentially ban critical race theory uh, from being taught and used in training programs in our schools although it's interesting the term critical race theory never once came up in any of that debate. Uh, so I'm going to get to that. Uh, but first, we're going to go to the news conference. Dan Bishop holds this news conference to announce the introduction of this bill. Uh, and let's be honest here. It's unlikely it's going to go anywhere in this, you know, Nancy Pelosi controlled House of Representatives. It would bar federal funding for programs or curriculum that is centered on critical race theory. Critical race theory is a divisive ideology that threatens to poison the American psyche. All who love freedom and revere the foundational principles of our constitutional republic have a duty to inform themselves of the origins and thought underlying this dangerous ideology. Yes. And to oppose it. Right. Openly and robustly. Right. We have a duty to understand the roots of this ideology. We all do as Americans. We, we do. And for people who are promoting it, you especially, y'all especially need to understand what the purpose of all of this is. Critical race theory espouses that America is an irredeemably racist society mm -hmm. in its origins and in its present condition. That Americans should be balkanized into identity groups according to race, sex, ethnicity, and other distinguishing characteristics that whites are an oppressor race and other identity groups are oppressed. It further advances the claim that civilizational ideals that America has progressively pursued over her history, including individual liberty, equal opportunity to pursue happiness, and judging people on the content of their character, are invalid, cynical, and a mere smokescreen for racism. The roots of this ideology are unmistakable. Just as Karl Marx advocated a social critical ethic of societal classism, oppressor versus oppressed, 
This is neo-Marxist ideology, cultural Marxism, masquerading as history and designed to mislead. Indeed. Cancel culture is one of its weapons, mob-like attacks on free expression, intimidation. For the sake of our children's future, we must stop this effort to cancel the truth of our founding and our country. Okay, so he's got two bills. First, the Stop Critical Race Theory Act, the Stop CRT Act. It would ban federal funds from being granted to entities that teach that uh, any of the following things. There are six of them, okay? Number one, that any race is inherently superior or inferior to any other race, which like, I thought that that is like that's literally racism right when you teach that races are superior or inferior and i thought we were all like not supposed to do that anyway the uh, number two the united states is a fundamentally racist country number three the declaration of independence or the u.s constitution are fundamentally racist documents number four an individual's moral worth is determined by his or her race and number five an individual by virtue uh, virtue of his or her race is inherently racist or oppressive whether consciously or unconsciously and number six that an individual because of his or her race bears responsibility for the actions committed by members of his or her race This is almost identical language to the bill that was passed in the North Carolina House. I'm sure it's just coincidence. The second bill is called Combating Racist Training in the Military Act, uh, and it accompanies Republican Senator Tom Cotton's Senate bill. Um, Cotton's legislation uh, would forbid the military from promoting the ideology of uh, of CRT, segregating on the basis of race and compelling members to profess the tenets of CRT. It would also ban trainings that indoctrinate military members uh, that, quote, any race is inherently superior or inferior to any other race and that the U.S. is a fundamentally racist country. We stand opposed to a, a liberal intellectual framework that threatens to upset that, that posits that we need to look through a, a racialized prism towards equality of outcome under the form of equity. That is Russ Vote. He is the, well, Russ, the director of President Trump's Office of Management and Budget. Uh, and in that position, he led the fight against critical race theory being used in government. He's now with an organization called Citizens Renewing America, I believe. He's the president, uh, yeah, Citizens for Renewing America. And uh, he continues that same work. He says human beings should be judged on the content of their character, not the color of their skin, if that sounds vaguely familiar. Not equality under the law, but equity. And that as a result, individuals are treated differently based on the color of their skin. As a country, we've rejected that. We've, we've moved on from that. We have lived up to our ideals and we continue to live up to our ideals. I wanna to read to you some of the examples for those who might think this is not real. California third graders were made to deconstruct their racial identity and rank themselves according to their power and privilege in school. Teachers told the students to live in a dominant culture of white, middle-class, cisgender, educated, able-bodied Christian English speakers. Second examples, the U.S. Sandia Labs, this is the federal government, held a re-education camp for white male employees forcing them to write apology letters to people of color and women. The training materials claim that devastating elements of white male culture, rugged individualism, a can-do attitude, hard work, and striving towards the success are problems. 
Third example, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security held microaggression trainings that claimed individualism, the Protestant work ethic, capitalism, monotheism, the written tradition, and believing that the most qualified person should get the job are racist attributes. So this is real. It's impacting our schools, our institutions, our employers. We're seeing it across the company, across the country. People are rising up and, and speaking out against this issue. This is the beginning of the federal effort to continue the work that President Trump did with the executive order to make sure that it is, it is defunded throughout the federal government, that contracts are written so that they could not use this device for training, that uh, grants are, are similarly restricted from being able to, to propagate this theory. Uh, and to make sure from a government-wide perspective, we have eradicated this view that is dividing our country and is fundamentally un-American. So critical race theory is the view that the law and legal institutions are inherently racist and that race itself, instead of being biologically grounded and natural, is a socially constructed concept and that it is used by white people to further their economic and political interests at the expense of people of color, right? This is why they frame everything as oppressor and oppressed. That's the core tenet of Marxism. It doesn't work without it. You have to have class consciousness, right, where you recognize, hey, we're in a different class, and then everything becomes viewed through that prism, and you're in this constant struggle between your class and the bad class. There's always got to be an enemy class that's oppressing you. And then you rise up against that enemy class and you throw off the, the oppression and now you control the system and you get to implement Marxism. Isn't that wonderful? That's always the goal, by the way, folks. It's always the goal. They substitute different division points, but it's always the same outcome. It's always the solution. I know. I'm sure it's purely coincidental, right? It's not. Not a coincidence also. I have a bet uh, that I got from Mattress Man. Not a coincidence because I love Mattress Man products. I have, uh, I got a pillow from them as well because like a memory foam pillow. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, right now you can actually get a free box spring if you buy one of the mattresses from the Biltmore collection. Inspired by our very own local landmark, Mattress Man is an exclusive retailer of the Biltmore Collection with its luxurious design and blend of old world craftsmanship and new world exclusive technology, which means you're going to get a more restorative and a healthier sleep. Uh, and uh, it's going to look really, really nice, too. I mean, not that you're going to see it. Your eyes are closed. You're sleeping. But anybody that comes to visit, they're going to be like, wow, that, that's a great bed. And you're like, yeah, it's the Biltmore Collection. I got it from Mattress Man. Pete recommended it. Pete? Oh, yeah, Pete Callender. He has a podcast. You should download it. It's at thepetecallendershow.com. And also, why wait for that new mattress? Synchrony Finance offers zero down, zero interest for up to 72 months for qualified applicants, and they have tons of flexible financing options. Go to mattressmanstores.com, click the link, and uh, if you apply, you get you can get pre-approved you know, before you ever walk into the store. How many stores do they have, Pete? Glad you asked. They've got four in Asheville. Hendersonville and Arden, the newest Arden location in the IHOP shopping center there um, on uh, Airport Road. And uh, they have five-star local delivery service. They ship nationwide. And they have a 120-day comfort guarantee. Look, experience the difference. Go to Mattress Man. Mattressmanstores.com. Buy local and sleep better. 
Uh, so Dan Bishop, let me pick up. Uh, I got one more clip from him before we hear from some of the other Congress members who were also at the press conference. The Stop CRT Act, Stop Critical Race Theory Act, will be the most comprehensive legislation to restrict the spread of CRT. In September 2020, as you know, and uh, apropos of Mr. Vogt's present here, presence here today, President Trump signed an executive order banning federal agencies from indoctrinating their employees with these ideas. Uh, Joe Biden has revoked this executive order as soon as he took office, uh, but it was the right thing to do. This bill, when passed, would codify the Trump executive order banning critical race theory from being used in federal agency trainings. But the legislation will go further. It will ban any federal funds from being used to promote critical race theory anywhere. That legislation has, at this point, 31 original co-sponsors. Both bills are supported by the Center, Center for American Renewal, Heritage Action, the Claremont Institute, and Freedom Works. All right, so Texas Congressman Chip Roy was also there. He says it comes down to whether one believes in the importance in the founding principles of our nation or not. We know that we are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable, light, inalienable rights. Um, but importantly, that we are created equal. Right. That's the fundamental principle that we all adhere to. And I think back to growing up and learning and listening to Dr. Martin Luther King and being judged by the content of our character, not the color of our skin. When I think about Chief Justice Roberts uh, in 2000, I think five or six, in the Supreme Court opinion, talking about the sordid business it is of divvying us up by race or. Well, we're divvying up our entire country by race and teaching our children that America is evil. It's happening right now. If there is one upside or bright spot to the last year of operating under the pandemic rules and a lot of the silliness that has caused so much destruction and killed jobs and sent our children you know, unable to go to school, it's that the veil has been lifted on a public education system that is corrupting the very ideal of being American. It is happening right now with federal tax dollars being taxed, borrowed or printed recklessly with six trillion dollars over the last year. That money is being funneled directly into public education institutions, K through graduate school that are teaching our children that America is evil, divvying us up by race, teaching us that teaching our children that uh, they should be apologetic for their race. It's happening. This is real. Go look. You're the press. Go dive into this. Go look into schools. Ask them to see their curriculum. Dig into it. Be the press. That's your job, to go seek the truth wherever it may lead. One of the fundamental principles also in our founding. These things are true. In Evanston, Illinois, students listened to the book, Not My Idea, a book about whiteness. And parents were asked to discuss the book with their children at home. The book states that whiteness is a bad deal and always was, and that you can be white without signing on to whiteness. <laughs> your schools, ladies and gentlemen, Americans, your schools, your tax dollars, your $30 trillion of debt being borrowed to fund those schools. All right. Next up is Representative Ralph Norman from South Carolina, and he gave a pretty terrible defense of this bill. Um, I've gone back and forth. I think 
Yeah, no. I get more angry listening to critical race theory defenders, you know, supporters of that garbage. I get more angry listening to them when they argue dishonestly about what CRT is. But a close second is when I hear defense or uh, opposition to critical race theory that sounds kind of like this. And I ask everybody to look into what this represents. Okay. Look in what this critical race theory is teaching our young children. Okay. From kindergarten all the way up through uh, through college. Mm-hmm. This is a, in simplistic terms, this is Marxism. Uh, those who are wealthy uh, and those who aren't. Those who own businesses versus the workers. There are no solutions being offered. Okay. It's just separations splitting this country. What about telling what's great about this country that that's what's made it free? Uh, if not America, what country do you go to? Where uh, do we go? Why not being positive about America? Okay. See, this this is not the way to win this argument. Why not be positive about it? You're telling this to somebody who thinks that America is not a positive place to live in, that the deck is stacked against them, that everybody's a racist, right? Because like, who are you making this argument to, right? You got to think in terms, always think in terms of who you're arguing with. Who are you discussing this stuff with? Okay. And you're not going to convert anybody. You're not going to persuade anybody by saying, why don't we just teach how great America is? Because most people are going to hear that and they're going to say, well, no, we shouldn't just teach the good stuff, right? We have to teach the bad stuff. And by the way, this is the false argument, the dishonest argument that the critical race theory people push. Like, that's their caricature argument of their opponents, of me, right? They will say about me and Republicans, like, oh, you just want to whitewash history and you just want to avoid teaching all about the bad stuff. You just want to whitewash it all and make it all sound good. And then you get Congressman Norman come along like, why can't we just teach the good stuff? Like, oh, God, you're not helping, man. Not helping. (laughs) That's not the argument. That's the thing. It's not the argument. I'm not advocating only teach the good stuff. Now, you should also teach the good stuff, sure, but you can, but it's not an either or, and it misses the mark on what the purpose of critical race theory is. He is correct that it is Marxist and it is divisive. He is correct there, but the answer isn't to say just stop doing it and teach the positive stuff. That's not a persuasive argument. You have to take critical race theory on for what it is. Okay. North Carolina Representative Ted Budd was also at this press conference. The United States is not a racist country. In America, we judge our fellow citizens by their own merit and not by the color of their skin. In America, we strive for equality of opportunity for all. Now, until recently, these were not controversial statements. But according to the radical far-left ideology known as CRT or critical race theory, Our country is flawed, it's hopeless, and it's evil. Critical race theory states that America is systemically racist and that we must define each other based solely on race and then pass laws that reflect that. Now we're standing here today because corporate America, big tech, and Hollywood are pushing critical race theory in institutions all around the country. Critical race theory is even infecting the military. It's being taught at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. It's being taught at the U.S. Uh, Naval Academy. It's even, they've even got suggested readings based on critical race theory. So think about that. Instead of teaching our fighting men and women to unite around a patriotic love for our country, they're instead being taught that our country is inherently not good and not exceptional, and that our troops are being taught 
rather than to unify, they're being taught to divide themselves based on skin color and on, on background. So that's why these, these bills are essential. They would keep these un-American and frankly racist in and of themselves theories out of our schools, out of our federal workforce and out of our military. This is the key here, and this you got to remember this word when you're discussing critical race theory. The word is irredeemable. Okay, this is the key component. We are that they assert that America is inherently and systemically racist, and it is irredeemably so. Because then, what does that require? If the country is irredeemably racist, what does it require? It requires the tearing down of those systems. That's the point here, folks. So, look, here's, here's what we need to be teaching our fellow citizens. We need to teach them that this nation is special. We there need we to go. teach them that our country is blessed by God. It's, oh, goodness, I agree. We need to teach but... them that we embody the ideals of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And that we are all endowed, I mean all endowed by our Creator with equal rights that no man or no government can ever take away. All right. Well, I, I agree that those things should be taught too, but again, not the best argument. Um, now, if you don't have the best real estate agent, you probably know it by now because your house isn't selling in this hot market. So get yourself a great realtor. Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team, that's who Christy and I are using to buy our home. And uh, we actually got a call that we're getting ready to do like the walkthrough before they start putting up the sheetrock and everything. It's so exciting. Um, give her a call, 333-4483, buying or selling, by the way. Either way, she has homes on all price points, and she has buyers lined up. 828-333-4483. Mountainhomehunt.com is the website. Give her a call. Tell her I sent you. Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team. Call her and then start packing. Next up was Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. She urged people to get involved at the local level. I charge the men and women at home watching this. Get involved. Get involved at a local level. Show up to your school board meetings. Listen to what is taking place. Have an opinion on the curriculums that are being taught to our children. If you feel compelled, run for office. Be on the school board. That is the most important part of government, especially right now. Our children are so valuable. Their future is so valuable, and we cannot lose it to something like this racist, critical race theory. Racist Democrats have always been after our children. They pushed for segregation in schools in the 60s, and now they're pushing this critical race theory in our schools, which is nothing more than modern day racism. Democrats want to teach our children to hate each other. This radical theory brings division, not unity. It advances hate, not love, and it puts a person's skin as more important than the content of our character. President Lincoln once quoted the words of Jesus, a house divided against itself cannot stand. We are the United States of America, not the divided states of America. America will not fall to its knees from an outside threat, not to China, not to Russia, and certainly not to North Korea or ISIS. They are too weak and we are too strong for them. If America falls, it will be because we destroyed ourselves from within. It'll be because we, taught, we were taught to hate instead of love. 
We glorified division over unity. We praised communism over freedom. We have people marching in the streets demanding that our rights be taken from us. In what country does that happen? That will be the end of America. So John McWhorter wrote about this, and to Boebert's point, um, it is an inherently racist and, and divisive uh, uh, theory here, critical race theory. This religion is what it is, as John McWhorter calls it. He says, and of note, black people cannot be held accountable for everything that every black person does, but every white person must acknowledge their personal complicity in the perfidy throughout uh, history uh, of whiteness, right? So all whites get saddled with everything that all whites did, but no blacks get saddled with anything any black has ever done. See, it's an it's an inherently contradictory uh, philosophy, and it is racist because it's treating one as superior and one as inferior, and you're free to decide which one you think fits the bill in each of these scenarios because it, it, it alternates, it bounces all around. It's um, it is a divisive uh, philosophy. And uh, this is Congressman Andy Biggs. You know, um, 10, 12 years ago when I was working on a book, I had to write a chapter on critical race theory. And I spent extensive amount of time researching and writing that chapter. And I submit the book to the agent and the agent said to me, this is why you don't need to look it up because it's never published. Because The agent said, this is very interesting. No one will buy your book. And so I think that might have been true. But I couldn't have imagined 10 or 12 years ago when I was working on that particular chapter that we would come to a point where I'd be standing in front of the United States Capitol because critical race theory had spread beyond the microcosm of that I was studying to be ubiquitous in our culture, whether it's our Navy, our armed forces, or our schools, it's ubiquitous today. I was thinking about Eldridge Cleaver, one of the original founders of the Black Panther movement. And I met Eldridge Cleaver and got to hear him speak a number of times after he came back to the United States. He was in exile for a long period of time because they believed in critical race theory. <clears throat> he, was, he killed somebody, he was wanted, he fled the country and moved to those nations that ostensibly were Marxist in character. Indeed, they were Marxist in character. But what he found there was inequitable treatment. He found prejudice. He found hatred. And it was a miserable life. And he said, I would rather spend the rest of my days in the United States prison than in a Marxist society. Critical race theory is based on the Marxist manifesto that there will be eternal class warfare based on economy. Yeah. That didn't work out so well because when you got to free markets, we saw massive growth in a middle class. Yep. People from all races could succeed and gain economic parity. And did so. It was so. remarkable. Yeah. Then we saw this movement. Think post-Frankfurt School. Think actually before that. Think of Habermas. Think of critical theory. And you saw this movement to replace economic Marxism with cultural Marxism. That's exactly what you have presented in critical race theory. It's presented as some kind of great equalizing philosophy, but it is anything but what it is. It, it, it's meant to bring and foment dissent, confusion, chaos, 
and ultimately control into a nationalized central government. That is critical race theory. Well, I am grateful for Dan Bishop's leadership on this. This is something we have to fight because it is in your schools, ladies and gentlemen of America. You've been paying attention elsewhere while those who would advance this pernicious philosophy have been gaining ground so they might indoctrinate your children. Okay, Dan Bishop said that the concepts being promoted via critical race theory are antithetical to America's founding principles, and as such, there is no requirement for government to fund these activities or this philosophy or training or curriculum, right? And then he told reporters that, look, he knows how this sounds. Like, when you say Marxism, he knows. You know, it does sound a little bit exotic to people, and um, and it is interesting. I, I was reflecting on this, you know, there was a, back in the 50s, there was a big controversy over Alger Hiss and a few handful of Soviet communists who had infiltrated the, uh, the Roosevelt uh, executive branch. And a big controversy over that, a fellow named Whitaker Chambers, the famous uh, book Witness, about his exposing that because he had been involved in that and subsequently became an editor at Time and so forth. You know, uh, what we're seeing today makes that look like a piker. I mean, we're not, we're not talking about foreign influence necessarily, but we are talking about a pervasive, as Andy Biggs described it, uh, pervasive influence of this uh, ideology. So, and I think that's, but I think they've got to, they've got to be educated. The story has to get out, frankly, through you. Uh, but if you go and you study what Marx was about in terms of trying to imbue society with this criticism, the, the to the unsettle it so that the elites would fall away from it, it would be become destabilized. That's that's the original uh, essence of Marxism. And then there's a guy named Gramsci who was uh, in Italy and imprisoned in the latter uh, years of his life, but he. Uh, articulated that the reason that that had not really taken hold anywhere, the way to do it was to um, was to uh, get a hold of the cultural institutions of a country and and sow the same kinds of divisions, if not on the idea that Marx had of, of, of the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie, but, but instead uh, along uh, race lines and particularly saw that was a vulnerability for America. It is, it's like that was a blueprint for what is being done. So. It, it does, you know, one of our responsibilities as member, elected officials is to learn about that ourselves and to and to tell and to tell the American people through every avenue that we can. But really, it depends on an open and free American press. Um, and uh, and there's some challenges there today, but they the, the roots of that need to be examined and the American people need to know about it. I can tell you that American people have great sympathy for uh, the plight of African-Americans in this country mm -hmm. for the racial discrimination they've borne over the course of our history that has been in a progressive way corrected. And uh, but so so but there is a desire on the part of these folks to to elide or conflate these issues. And they are very different. And the Latin of cultural Marxism is very dangerous. But this is absolutely prototype um, cultural Marxism and they need to know it. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to add one thing to that point. This is Chip Roy. What I tried to allude to before, so on this question of, you know, how do you stop Americans from being, you know, uh, buying into or believing in this sort of Marxist ideology? I mean, it starts very much with the schools. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons why we're here talking about schools and ending this indoctrination of our children. Right. Uh, and that's why Boebert said, get involved in the local school district and the school board, right? Because, we, and when you hear, and you're going to hear some of the arguments that uh, defenders of this uh, critical race theory of this religion, 
That's it, I, I, I think it bears all the hallmarks of a religion. I agree with John McWhorter on this. Um, and, you know, earlier, one of the members of Congress at the press conference made a, a comment about like the businesses that are you know, taking part in these trainings and stuff. And I've said this before, uh, it, it's it's the selling of indulgences. That's what that is. You hire somebody, you give them a bunch of money, they give you a certificate, you post it up someplace on a website or in the break room or whatever, and it's like the smear of blood over the doorway. So this way, you know, the, the woke mob passes you by. This is the way that you uh, engage in the protection racket that they are running. And... Uh, it's it's unseemly, it's dishonest, and I'm not sure that everybody who advocates for this stuff really understands the roots of it, but I do. I got a pretty good understanding of it. Dan Bishop does too. You can hear he's done his homework. And if you're going to do battle on the critical race theory uh, topic, then you need to have you know your information. You need to be armed with the information as well. Uh, I want to arm you with some more information about where to get a great power tool. Okay, whether you are buying or renting, go to General Equipment Rental. They have got all sorts of tools. Okay, generalrents.com. You can go there, check out all of the equipment that they've got, you know, from chainsaws to blowers, saws and trimmers, lawnmowers. Um, I spent a lot of time looking at the, I call it the the yard Roomba. It's the auto mower. It, uh, <laughs> it rides around the yard. I don't even have a yard yet, but it rides around the yard and it cuts the grass. And uh, you never have to cut the grass again. How awesome is that? I did buy a weed whacker, though. I got a weed whacker from General Equipment Rental a couple weeks ago. Looking forward to using that. Uh, I chose the battery-operated one. They do have gas, and they even sell the mixtures as well. Um, tons of tools and also equipment, big equipment for whatever job you need to get done. You can rent the piece of equipment, and they're going to show you how to use it. So you, you'll get the job done quickly and correctly. Go to General Equipment Rental in Weaverville. They're at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road. Family owned and operated uh, and uh, for three generations. And uh, generalrents.com is the website. General Equipment Rental. Think outside your toolbox. All right, final clip here from the press conference that Dan Bishop held yesterday. Whether it's in uh, academia, higher education, whether it's in grade school, whether it's, uh, whether it's in federal agencies, whether it's in private employment, frankly, in any place, this is so grotesque, so contrary to the, to the foundational principles that have, that have created a successful society here, that it ought to be opposed everywhere. But the reason specifically for the United States military is because <laughs> I can't think of any, um, any institution where cohesiveness and esprit de corps a mutual support for everyone is absolutely essential to the proper functioning of that unit. Uh, in fact, the, the United States military was always in the vanguard of establishing racial equality and racial cooperation, racial participation. They were the, the very first uh, advancers of that as it uh, took hold in American society in a way that we can be proud of. Uh, and, uh, and and so uh, to to embrace or to allow uh, affinity groups to develop where people are broken down into little sections and 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 uh, you know caused to uh, to suspi uh, address each other with suspicion and hostility and uh, a sense of resentment and that that would be uh, terribly destructive. It would make I think it would make a military that can't function that we can't count on when the nation needs uh, the military to defend her. Okay, so also. 
the North Carolina State House of Representatives passed its own version of this legislation. Um, that, and a lot of other states around America are also uh, adopting as well. And as usual, <laughs> Democrats who defend critical race theory, they argue positions, they argue, I should say, against positions that nobody is advocating. Okay, this and for folks, if you remember the debate that occurred uh, at the school board uh, level, the the North Carolina State Board of Education, they had this debate over the social studies standards, history standards. Right. And you had uh, Mark Robinson and uh, Olivia Oxendine and uh, other Republican appointees on the state board of education arguing against the standards that were being defended by. Uh, the likes of James Ford, pro-critical race theory, and there was like the teacher of the year and the principal of the year and Eric Davis, and they were all like, you know, we just need to teach the real history. We don't need to whitewash it. Again, nobody is saying to whitewash history. No one is saying to ignore or gloss over any of the bad stuff. Put all the bad stuff in there. That's not what critical race theory does. Okay, that that's not the counter argument. That's why I cringe when I hear, you know, Congressman Norman say, "Well, why don't we just teach the good stuff?" Uh, you're give, you're you're adopting this argument that the defenders of critical race theory are making dishonestly because that's not the position against critical race theory. That's not the argument against CRT. So let, let me all right. So let, let me do this first. We'll take a listen to John Autry. He is a Democrat from Mecklenburg County, and here was uh, part of his comments uh, at, on the floor debate. Why are we having this bill before us? And I believe it's a reaction against the new and more inclusive social studies standards the State Board of Education passed. No. Okay. Maybe partially, but no, that's not the point here. The point is to fight back against critical race theory. It's not about inclusion. It's not about fighting inclusion. It's about fighting back against a racist neo-Marxist ideology. That's what this is about. Our teachers need to be trusted to facilitate conversations about real history. There it is. Teachers have to facilitate conversations. That's what this is how they frame it all. They constantly depict this as a discussion about you want to stop the conversation and we want to promote the conversation. And that's not the debate either. This is how they try to uh, to change the, the terms upon which we argue. And sometimes that may include acknowledging the histories of students whose stories have traditionally not been told. For example, Wounded Knee in 1890, or the Johnson County War in Wyoming in 1892. We're conflating racial analysis with racism is a way of protecting the sensibility of us white folk. No, that's the white. There is fragil- a contradiction oh in a bill that promotes freedom of thought inquiry, yet lists things that cannot be taught. It doesn't do that. Shocker of shockers, Autry's lying. The bill does not do that. I have the bill in front of me. It's not very long. It's an act to demonstrate the General Assembly's intent that students, teachers, administrators, and other school employees recognize the equality and rights of all persons and to prohibit public school units from promoting certain concepts that are contrary to that intent. Okay? So we're all equal. Everyone should recognize that. And you're not allowed to promote concepts that are contrary to that intent. 
It is the intent of the General Assembly that students, teachers, administrators, and other school employees respect the dignity of others, acknowledge the right of others to express differing opinions, and foster and defend intellectual honesty, freedom of inquiry, and instruction, and freedom of speech and association. And then it talks about the definition of promoting these concepts. So what does promote means uh, mean? It means compelling students to affirm or profess beliefs in the concepts, um, including concepts described in the section of the section of the curricula, reading list, workshops, blah, 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 or contracting with hiring or otherwise engaging speakers, consultants, diversity trainers, and other persons for the purpose of advocating these concepts. Okay. So that's what promoting means. Anybody who's doing these concepts, you're not allowed to do it. That's essentially what these are, what they're saying. Okay, well, what are the concepts? Well, here they are. Number one, one race or sex is inherently superior to another race or sex. Democrats oppose this, apparently. I guess they oppose, <laughs> they oppose prohibiting the promotion of that concept. That one race or sex is inherently superior to another race or sex. Number two, that an individual solely by virtue of his or her race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously. Number three, an individual should be discriminated against or receive adverse treatment solely or partly because of his or her race or sex. Number four, an individual's moral character is necessarily determined by his or her race or sex. Number five, that an individual solely by virtue of his or her race or sex bears responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of the same race or sex. Right. So if uh, all white people did something, you're guilty of it, too. Can't can't teach that as a concept. The sins of prior generations of people that just happened to share certain DNA markers or something that look like so they look like me, like with skin pigmentation levels. That doesn't require me to be guilty of what they did. Number six, any individual solely by virtue of his or her race or sex should feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress. Uh, number seven, the belief that the U.S. Uh, as a meritocracy is racist or sexist or was created by members of a particular race or sex to oppress members of another race or sex. Okay, so those are the concepts that they, they say you can't teach. You cannot promote, I should say. You cannot promote these ideas. Because I could teach a class and say, hey, here's what critical race theory is. And I could teach this stuff. And I could say, this is what they promote. But I'm not promoting it. right? But this nuance is apparently just too nuancy for the Democrats to understand. So you get Autry up there saying, well, uh, you say it's about freedom, but you're telling me I can't teach these things. You should not be promoting the idea that one race is superior to another. Is that what you're trying to promote? It's a really weird thing. Can you imagine if these were Republicans making these arguments? I mean, seriously, could you like imagine the headlines? People, I mean, there would there would be floggings, I think, like literal floggings. If you got Republicans that were out there like, I think we should be teaching that one race is superior to another. Don't you? <laughs> it's insane. Kind of like going someplace 
besides Old Grouch's military surplus. When you need real U.S. military surplus, you go to Old Grouch. Old Grouch is located in downtown Clyde on Main Street. Shop is open Monday through Saturday. It is across the street from the anti-aircraft gun, and it is always online 24-7 at oldgrouch.com. He's got first aid kits, gun accessories like slings, magazine pouches, all sorts of other stuff, Um, ammo cans as well, backpacks and camp stoves. Go check it out, oldgrouch.com, or again, go to the shop. Tell them you heard it here on the podcast, oldgrouch.com. All right. Up next now is James Galliard. He is a Democrat from Nash County. Truth of the matter is that systemically institutionalized and normalized activity has shown that there has been an advantage toward groups of people. It would be reasonable then to educate everyone on the disadvantages that were caused to other groups of people. This bill suggests that a discussion or presentation on the true history of our nation would literally conflict with equity and equality. No, no, it doesn't. See here, once again, this is the dishonest argument that people who defend critical race theory make. They're like, well, you know, people were oppressed. I agree. Black people were oppressed by white people. I agree. They were oppressed for a very long time, hundreds of years. I agree. Um, Okay, well, so now you want to stop me from teaching that. No, I don't. You can go ahead and teach that. The question is, is America irredeemably racist? Because you're making an argument that it is systemically racist. It is inherently racist. And it is irredeemably so. That's the argument from critical race theory. But they keep glossing over this. They keep passing by, not mentioning. They don't even mention critical race theory. It's once again amazing how many times people debate this at the state level and never utter the phrase. Why? Why are people so afraid to utter this phrase in defense or in opposition? Because, by the way, spoiler uh, alert, the Republicans didn't even mount a defense against any of these arguments. They didn't. The bill sponsor, Torbett from Gaston County, he got up and he was like, we're all about equality and then like vote on the bill. And then they all passed it like it was party line vote. Um, but yeah, it passed 65 to 48. I don't I don't understand why you would run this bill. Was this an, was this a favor for somebody? Was this a favor for Dan Bishop? So you could be part of the the national press conference thing? I, I don't because it was thrown together, you know, sort of late in the game here. Just a couple days ago, they did a gut and stuff on a bill. So I don't know why this thing, why this debate unfolded the way it did. But there wasn't anybody to make these arguments like I'm making more arguments than anybody made during this debate and that's i mean that's that's dereliction of duty really like you're going to run this bill and then you're not even going to try to explain it to people so now they're all going to get to write the narratives who do you think's going to get the quotes in the paper tomorrow it's going to be guys like james galliard the truth of the matter is it would help the conversation of equity and equality conversation does not contradict it complements no one's saying that we try to do no one's arguing that this bill is not about curriculum in schools this bill is about climate in our society we'll never conquer in our society what we don't confront line 24 page one of the bill makes this, first of all, an anti-business bill. Oh, okay. The reason I say it's an anti-business bill is because it prohibits the use of diversity trainers and consultants. Mm -hmm. 
These are common practices in business today because businesses recognize without a conversation around diversity, equity, and inclusion, we can't expand, we can't expand our workforce. It contributes to the bottom line, <laughs> and it helps companies identify their blind spots. Uh -huh. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to create a generation of anti-business young people right. because they've been prohibited from the exposure of diversity, equity, and conclusion. Inclusion. Okay, that's just that's just silly. That, that's silly. This is a ridiculous argument. Contracting with hiring or otherwise engaging speakers, consultants, diversity trainers, and other persons for the purpose of advocating concepts described in subsection C, the ones that I went over, like one race is inherently superior, that solely based on your race or sex that you are inherently racist or sexist or oppressive, right? Like these concepts that like rob people of their humanity and their agency, right? That you are guilty for actions that other people did. That's what, that's the concept at the heart of critical race theory. And that's what they're prohibiting. And if you want to come and try to train people like that, you ain't going to get government money. Sorry. That's the deal. Um, he calls it also, a, he, so there's an anti-business bill, which is silly. But uh, then he says it's an anti-freedom bill as well. It champions things that we probably all agree with. Things like intellectual honesty, mm -hmm. freedom of inquiry. Mm -hmm. But yet the bill denies the very rights. It literally says respecting the dignity of others. Mm -hmm. But the bill does not respect the dignity of others. It doesn't respect the dignity of African-Americans. And I would even argue it does not respect the dignity of ethnic groups who have a real story in America. See, again, they keep this is what James Ford did on the Board of Education as well. They keep talking about you know, other people's stories and how you don't want to hear other people's stories. That's not what we're talking about. They keep making that their argument. Because, by the way, they know that the criticism that is being lobbed at critical race theory now, this is how you know it's working. Because they want to argue all of these other things without having to touch the roots of critical race theory and what is, what is its intended purpose, which is the iconoclasm, right? The tearing down of the structures, the institutions of society. That's the purpose. And at the core of it is Marxism. Always has been. This bill would suggest every time Italians want to share their story, if Irish people don't like it, it doesn't get told. This is not true. If Puerto Ricans want to share their story, if Mexicans don't like it or their feelings get hurt, it doesn't get told. No. Do you promote the idea that one race is inherently superior? Would you like it if I... So, see what he did there? Oh, the, you know... Uh, the Irish want to tell their story or the Italians want to tell their story. See, just telling their story... That's a that's one way to say it. But what if I went in there and I said, hey, I'm Irish of Irish descent and I'm better than everybody else because I'm Irish. The Irish did blah, 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 blah. We're superior to all of you based on that racial genetic makeup. Do you think that should be something schools promote? And isn't that a little bit different than simply saying, you know, oh, I have a story to tell. That's what I mean. This is such a dishonest argument, and not a single Republican stood up against it. If women want to share their story and men get offended, it doesn't get told. The bill not strips true. the dignity of everyone. That's a lie. This is not a bill about education. This is a bill about emotion. Because no. when we look at our past and we look in the mirror at who we are right now, 
the truth of the matter is conversation around systemic injustices, they're tough. Conversations is around the residual impact of those injustices. When they get taught, they're tough. Mm -hmm. The reality of it is understanding the importance of diversity, recognizing the value of all people, it's tough. So this is an anti-education bill. It's an act that ensures discrimination and bigotry. It doesn't. It doesn't. Gallier's just a liar. He's a dishonest liar. He's a hack. Okay. Um, next up is Ashton Wheeler Clemens. She's a Democrat from Guilford, used to be a teacher and a principal. And she was really curious, like, what does promote mean? Who determines whether it is promotion or not on lines three and four page two that any individual solely by virtue of his or her race or sex should feel discomfort guilt anguish or any other form of psychological stress is the part that i really come back to because fundamental to education is discomfort (laughs) if you stay in your comfort zone oh my god you are not growing you are not learning You fundamentally have to feel discomfort to learn something new. Okay, I understand that axiom, get outside the comfort zone, that's where growth occurs, right? I get that. I get that. However, the the line that she quotes here, any individual solely by virtue of his or her race or sex should be made to feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress. Do you think she may be misinterpreting or misconstruing or misleading what they're trying to accomplish here, what the words of the law say, of the bill say? Any individual solely by virtue of his or her race or sex. Solely by virtue. Solely. Keyword there, teacher. Solely. You don't get to lead any of these lessons going forward. Sorry, you're all... Nope, you're not allowed to teach. (laughs) Not allowed to teach this. Uh, You obviously cannot read what the word means in the bill. Okay, that is a wrap for the episode. Thanks so much for listening. I do appreciate it. Remember, get the podcast for free every single day, delivered right to your smartphone or tablet at thepetecallendershow.com. Talk with you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone. 